Welcome to the Pumping Irony Podcast. Uh, this is episode 22 of our podcast, and uh, this is going to be a, a little different podcast because there's only two of us today. Usually there's three of us. We're three friends who live in Columbia, Maryland, talk about things we like and dislike. My name is Tim. And I'm Andrew. And Russ is in bed. So he's not <laughs> going to be here. So we will carry on without him. And, and do a shorter podcast, but it's been a while since we've uh, been together and we've had some crazy stuff happened in between that I'm not going to get all into, but just say that it's been a week. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a week that I don't want to ever relive again. Um, but we're, we're here and we're talking about things uh, we like, and I think I'm going to go first this time. Oh, we're first. I do have some news and notes. Um, so... We've been talking a lot about Star Wars and a lot about this Han Solo movie that finally has a title just called Solo, Yeah, a Star Wars story. And what I like about it, if you have you seen the graphic for it? Uh-huh. It's like the Empire Strikes Back yeah. era, so it's kind of like a throwback, which I think is fun. And I think hopefully it'll be a, um, a fun movie um, with Ron Howard. And, uh, and so, you know, it comes out in May, hopefully, fingers crossed, and... Um, <laughs> And yeah, so I'm looking forward I to that. I thought it had already gotten delayed. Has it already gotten delayed? I think it might have gotten delayed after Lord and Miller got kicked off. But I've been um, watching the Star Wars show, and they still say it's coming out in May. Oh, so. then this must be right. Yeah. Maybe um, I just assumed it was getting already delayed because every other Star Wars movie was supposed to come out in May. Right. And they're three for three delaying, though. Yeah. Um, oh, and speaking of Star Wars, the, ne- the next one, uh, episode eight, we are uh, less than a month and a half away from the release, and uh, Andrew and I already got our tickets. Yeah. <laughs> We're going Thursday, what, the 14th, right? Yep. Um, Three doing, o'clock. <laughs> doing the double feature, watching um, Force Awakens, and then right into Last Jedi, IMAX yeah. 3D, right? Yeah, I imagine we'll talk about it on the podcast at some point. At some point. Like, we'll do our... This, this Star Wars movie. Our annual out. Star Wars movie, this little this little Star Wars movie. Yeah, it's like the podcast birthday celebration is to talk about Star Wars Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um... But then, you know, we're going to have to have a half birthday to talk about the solo movie. So Yeah, know. that'll be weird. So a half birthday. <laughs> Some people celebrate their half birthday. Uh, and also, really good news, um, we're less than a month away from a new U2 album. It was, it was announced. <laughs> Songs of Experience is coming out December 1st. I've already pre-ordered my copy of it. Vinyl? <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> and um, another good news is they are coming back to the Washington, D.C. area. I think June 17th, I believe, is a, is a, is a date. Cool. And um, Joshua Tree was outdoor in the big, you know, big stadium, and this is indoors, so it's at the, um, what used to be the Verizon Center is now the Capital One Arena or something like that. I didn't know they changed the name of Verizon yeah, Center. Yeah, they did. Huh. Someone else bought it out. And for, for Verizon, I think it was like the MCI Center, um, and so it's, it's changed names, I guess, with every person who wants to outbid the other person, yeah, I guess, and get the their name. rights to the stadium. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Capital One Arena... Um, is is where we be host to the yeah. the YouTube concert in in June. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm plus side, that's exciting because I know that there'll be Capital One ATMs in there. So, yeah, you know I can I can get out money. 
And not have to charge a fee. And not to get charged two fifty. So yeah, exactly. Save two fifty every time I use an ATM at Capital One Center. We'll be there Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So those are the little news and notes before we get into our likes. And uh, like I said, I'm going to start this time, and um, I'm going to talk about Stranger Things two. Not the yeah. second season of Stranger Things, but Stranger Things 2. <laughs> um, the sequel season yeah. to the original Stranger Things, which came out in what, 2016. Uh, was it, did it come out in 2016, the first season? Yeah, somewhere. Okay. Yeah, so um, so yeah, these uh, it's a Netflix show, and they all dropped on October 27th. Hopefully, um, all of you have had a chance to see them. Uh, not If not, what are you doing listening to us? Go watch yeah. Stranger Things 2. Trust me, you'll be way more entertained with that show. Um, so you liked it? I did. I liked, <laughs> no, I did not like it. I loved it. Um, I thought it was, I mean, all my expectations, you know, because, I mean, Stranger Things was... I mean, it had a lot of hype going into it. And yeah. I loved the first season of Stranger Things, and it's like, can lightning strike twice with the with the second season? And I think it was a bigger bolt of lightning that hit the second time, <laughs> um, because we do get one extra episode. But That's I just true. I just loved, um, I just, I just loved. It. I thought it was a great continuation of the story. I thought they just added so much more, and they weren't able to, you know, just. Um, I guess with the, even with the extra episode, they were just able to tell more story and i think dive in even even more into these characters lives which i mean i think the show is is probably a lot to do with it with the characters and and the acting um yeah. but you, you kind of i mean i've kind of like you know come to really love these characters and um and love characters that you probably didn't like at the beginning of stranger things exactly yeah like i mean i'll say like steve's like my favorite oh yeah oh especially <laughs> steve and steve and dustin steve together, and dustin. They're, they're steve and dustin together is the best part of stranger maybe things. like a spin-off <laughs> yeah steve and i would dustin. watch every i would just watch that so. yes um yeah so you got you got these characters you don't would never think about coming together kind of bonding and i and that's what i think i liked about this is you know gives a little bit of spoiler territory but they kind of all the little gang kind of breaks up and they're all having their own separate adventures until they kind of all come back at yeah. the end. Um, and so you get a little bit more, I guess, a little more character development. Um, you know, Steve becomes a character you actually like. And I guess they kind of try to redeem him a little bit at the end of, of the first season. Yeah, the season. fact that he sticks around. Like, right. you know, he could have just right. run off and, like, he goes, you know. And his really, like, you know, his really douchey friend from the first season, you, he makes one appearance. And yeah. so Steve's not na- hanging out with that guy anymore. Yeah, he breaks those ties in the season one. Yeah. And, like, instead of, like, you know, doing the typical, like, oh, he was the the bad boy that the girl liked and then she found the real guy. Yeah. Like she's he turns out to be like a pretty good guy that right. was hanging out with some bad people and yeah. would rather be a good guy. Right, exactly. Yeah. And it's a small town though, so you know it's like this I mean his options were limited or something yeah. like that. Or he just didn't could see beyond those 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 obvious limitations. Um and so I think that the I mean I really liked the story. I did like like when I was watching it I was like you know, when the director came up, I was like noticing, like, oh my gosh, they have some, some big name directors. So, the first season of Stranger Things was, you know, eight episodes. Six episodes were were um, directed by the the creators, the, the the twins, the Duffer brothers, and then two uh, two episodes were directed by Sean Levy, um, who you probably know from um, he directed the the three Night in the Museum movies. He directed. Um, Let's see what other things. They, oh, I mean, cheaper by the dozen, uh, Pink Panther, um, Date Night, which was pretty funny. That was with Steve Carell and Tina Fey. Um, that was a pretty funny movie. Um, 
but yeah, he's uh, he's a director. Um, I think probably most famous for Night in the Museums. But he's a, he's been executive producing Stranger Things from from the beginning. So he so he directed um, a couple episodes in the first season, and he's back directing um, two episodes in the new one. But the the name that really got me excited was um, Andrew Stanton actually directed two episodes, and yeah. he's like you know Finding Nemo, Finding Dory, Wally, Wally, right. Um, John Carter, which I never saw, that was like his first, I think, live action. It was movie. very much okay, <laughs> kind of underwhelming, right? Yeah. For what the the hype of it and the, yeah. I think the budget. Um, but yeah, so he's um, you know he's Pixar director and he's also you know wrote a lot of um like he wrote he's writer on Toy Story four, he's a writer on Toy Story three, um, and he's you know he's been you know he's a Pixar guy he's in the Pixar family and so. But he's a very talented director, and so when I saw his name um, coming up uh, as, a, as a director of the two episodes, um, I was, like, really excited about yeah. them. And, and they turned out to be really good episodes, <laughs> too. And then uh, they had another guest director, um, which her name was Rebecca Thomas, I believe. Um, she's kind of an, an up-and-coming director. I think she's um, supposed to be directing the next John Green movie. Um, I don't know. It mm. has turtle in the title. I don't know what it's about. Um, I have no idea. The green turtle, and that's a restaurant. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, you know, they, they've kind of, like, they're sharing the love a little bit. And um, and uh, and so, I, I mean, I, when I saw those directors, I was like, oh, this is going to be good. And it was. Um, a couple, one of the biggest surprises, I think, for season two, or I'm sorry, Stranger Things 2, <laughs> was uh, Noah Schnapp, who plays Will. Yeah, who um, who was just Amazing. in a you know he's just I guess he wasn't even like the main title uh, main ca- um, cast he was like a recurring cast because he wasn't in, in that much of of season right. of Stranger Things one I'll say that um, but I mean I think he knocks it out of the park I mean he is a really good actor it's for the stuff he has to convey the the emotions and the other stuff that's that's going through this his character I mean I thought he was like I was like so impressed with him um, and then. I think continuing on is um, with her just amazing talent is Millie Bobby Brown who plays yes. Eleven. You get to know her real name. I won't spoil that, but she does have. I a think real you name. learned that in the first season. Do you? Yeah, because you see, you meet her mom. Oh right, but you, so um, you get her last name, but I don't think you know her first name, do you? No, she's you know her first name. In the oh, first do? one. She okay. doesn't know her first. Name. Oh right, right, right. But because I rewatched season one right before watching okay. season two, and yeah, like I mean, yeah, they tell you. Okay, so her name is Jane. Yeah. Um, and so she, she learns her name. And so I think, I mean, I think she's a really good actress and just, just kind of continuing on to get to show more of her talent. Um, yeah, my, I think my only gripe about season two or Stranger Things two is just how far removed she is from the rest of the cast from most of it. Right. Um, right. Although once again, you, you know, they're kind of doing their own adventure type thing. Yeah. But, but like, the return of her. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. When she returns, um, it's really good. Um, I mean, I think, you know, um, David Harbour, who plays uh, Chief Hopper and Winona Ryder, and I think Sean Astin yeah, as... Sean uh, Astin is amazing. He's so good. <laughs> oh, yeah, so good. And, like, Paul Reiser is really good. Yeah. I just love the ending, you know. with You know, just, I thought they ended it really good, and I think they left enough intrigue for, for a, a third season. Definitely. Um, I mean, there's just a lot of things, you know, floating out, like, you know, so... They introduce a new um, a new number, you know, number eight. You get this, you get to see number eight. That's in the first episode. Yeah, that's the first scene of the first, first episode. First scene of the first which episode. Which is like very jarring. Right. Like you're, you know, the, the the season opens up in Philadelphia. Right. Um, and it's just like really. I mean, it was just. I was like, wait, what am I watching? Like, did I turn on the right show? <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. 
like just a totally different show. It's like a cop yeah. show with the cop chase, car chases, but but yeah, yeah so it's you a get great a, scene. You get it, yeah, it is a good scene, and because you, you don't know what's going on, you're like you, you're seeing the scene, and you're like you think something is going on, and then you kind of kind of totally flip it, yeah, and then the reveal that this is number eight, um, and she has a tattoo, but then you know through the course of it. You see that there's other kids out there that Hawkins Lab have been experimenting on that who knows if they're out there somewhere and you know and I like that eight has different powers than eleven and so yeah. like is there like you know I don't want to be like a you know an X Men or something like that but just the fact that there might be some other kids out there who can do some different things might be intriguing because I, I think that they they kind of like left that with number with eight you know I don't even forget her first her, her real name. Um, but you kind of left that, you know, that story that you can, you know, come back to. Or right. there's more story there to tell. Um, I mean, obviously the upside down world. I don't think we're done with that. Um, I just love how they, even like it's like what you thought was, you know, this upside down world and this monster in season one turns out to be. Oh well, that's just <laughs> that's just a little part of it. You thought that that right. was a big threat, and you're like, oh crap. Goes way deeper than this, and yeah, literally it goes way deeper. The world really well, it does. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, there's so much to do. Like, where does this world come from? Is it just an alternate, you know, plane of existence? Yeah. Why and, do things float? Right. Why you saw all the trash? Does someone not have <laughs> vacuum cleaners in the upside down world? They can like vacuum up some of this all this floating crap in the air. Um, but yeah, so there's a there's a whole lot of mystery still, even though they you know uh, have have keep have answered some questions, kind of I guess. Um, there's just a lot, you know, a lot to um, to see. Another thing I like is that, you know, you, in the first season we got to see Will's mom and his, his you know, his dad, who doesn't show up at all in, in Stranger Things 2. You got to see, you know, um, Mike's parents, who are, you know, once again, I think are... Pretty fantastic. Pretty fantastic. But then yeah. you get to see Dustin's mom. Yeah. And you get to see... Um, but, I mean... Easily the best part of the season is Lucas's little sister, right? Oh yeah, Lucas and his and his parents, the dad, yeah. you know. But yeah, his little sister is like oh, my yeah. favorite new thing. Yep. Yeah. Um. Hopefully she'll be back for Stranger Things yep. three. Yeah. Um, when she was yeah the one scene with the dolls she's great it's hilarious. Um. Yeah. So they kind of like you know they've expanded these characters, given them a little more, you know, meat on the bones of who they are and and kind of what makes them tick. Um. I mean, I love this. Like I said, we've talked about before, the Steve Harrington, just like what he does. But even like the characters who are kind of like the antagonists, I think they do a really good job of, of not just making them one-dimensional. You know, like even the, um, uh, what's the guy, um, the new... Oh, uh, Max's uh, brother? Yeah, I forget his name, um, the character's name. Yeah, I forget his name too. I, I thought for most of this season, he was the weakest part of the season just because he was sort of like there in, a, right. in one note of action. They, they flesh them out a little bit. Yeah, they flesh the them out a little but, bit. Just a little bit. But enough yeah. that you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, we didn't even get to talk about Max. Oh, oh right. Yeah, yeah. The new the, um, one of the new characters is Max. It's, it's like a little uh, red-headed girl. They moved from California. And it's kind of mysterious. You don't know what's going on with them. Yeah. You know, is there more? What's what's going on? What's the relationship between her and her brother? Um, and, uh, and so, I mean, I think she's really good. And I think that the yeah, dynamic... I wish, I wish the character got to do more because she... Is mostly the audience surrogate for like half of you know, yeah. They, most of her, you know, in the in the series is just them explaining things to her, right? Um, which is kind of like she doesn't get to do too much that's cool on her own. Um, 
But except for the except for the end, you know, when she's you know in the car driving, yeah, that's yeah, hilarious. The, the actress is awesome, right? Um, the character is really fun, right? And and ho- so you know, that's one of the things for like you know Stranger Things three that maybe they could you know flesh flesh that character or give them more because now that she seems like to be like you know kind of absorbed into the group. I mean, yeah. you still got the, the tension between her and Eleven, you know, that hasn't been totally worked out. I don't think. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean the dancing at the end was 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 great. Yeah, okay, I guess we shouldn't get too much into spoilery stuff. No, too, but it's, it's hard. It's it really is hard. It's show. I mean it's but the thing is is that you know it's not like it's a season that we've had to you know wait eight months to talk about or our nine weeks even to talk about it. Yeah. I mean they dropped them all and and, and if you know, if any show is binge worthy, I think this is you know yeah. I watched it all on the weekend, you know. I, well, I tried to, but then I watched the rest, last four episodes on the plane, flying <laughs> to California. Um, but yeah, it was like one of these things where it's like, okay, I gotta watch another one. Okay, I gotta watch another one. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that the, they've they've really created a, a cool universe that you want to like, you know, definitely explore more. And it's gonna be a hard whatever year until the next one. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure there'll be other shows. But yeah, I thought it was, you know, if you've loved Stranger Things, I think you're going to love Stranger Things 2 even more. I like that we got at least one more episode. Um, I just think, I mean, I, I just think that it's, a, it's a great universe that they've built. And I can't wait to see do, what they do next. I'm hoping great things for the, even the cast. Um, and, you know, the, that they can do more and get, and get more roles and, and things like that. Besides, you know, commercials, I think the kid that plays Dustin is yeah. <laughs> Caleb. Uh, I'm not going to try to butcher his last name, but, you know, he's... It has an M. <laughs> yeah. Doing a, was it DirecTV or something like that? Or yeah. Verizon or one of those commercials. Some cable something. Yeah. I, I don't like to see him do it. But, you know, like um, the guy that plays Mike Finn Wolfhard. I mean, he was he a was kid. It, um, so, I mean, I think as far as the characters, besides, of course, you know, like Renown Ryder and Paul Reiser and Sean Asson. Yeah. The, David Harbour's going to be Hellboy. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't he hear about that. Yeah, new help. Oh. Yeah, there's pictures of him in the suit and stuff. Oh, that's so, yeah, gonna be check good. that out. Oh, I like him. Um, but yeah, so like, I mean, as far as the kid, the kid, he's up and coming actors. Yeah. I think have had a, a really good opportunity to shine in this, in this, and so I'm hoping that they can do more, expand. You know. Um, so I'm, I'm excited. I and and I like we said, we, the music is is good again. I even like the. Um, you know, I'm a child of the '80s, so going back into the world of the '80s and just like hearing all the music again was was a lot of fun. Um, seeing that that Camaro that the guy was driving around, you know, <laughs> I mean, that was a big thing in the '80s with those cars like that. I remember I wanted one of those cars really bad yeah. in the '80s. All the old arcade games they're playing. Yeah, Dig Dug. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I love how Dig Dug. It kind of like you just always oh, throw away it's this game, but it's like yeah. no, no, that's there's more to Dig Dug than just this video game, which. Which I thought it was really yeah, good. Yeah, the Dragon's Lair one or whatever, oh, yeah. which is you know, yep. infamously hard and <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember, and I remember going to the arcade and playing it a lot <laughs> in the eighties, and uh, and and it was something that we talked about a lot. I mean, I was an arcade kid in the eighties, and uh, and so it was fun, kind of revisiting that world. Um, and so yeah, I that's my like Stranger Things two. If you have not seen Stranger Things one, or Stranger Things two. Once again, what are you talking to us for? Yeah, I wish you hadn't listened to our conversation about it. <laughs> right. Go listen to those things now um, before you listen to this. Um, and, uh, and and I think you'll enjoy it. And then you can like tell us what you think of Stranger Things and what, what are some of the best things that, that you as the audience liked about it that we might have missed or, or overlooked. Or if you have some you know 
rebuttals against us, you know, different points of view, <laughs> please share them. We, we'll talk about them in a future episode. So that's my like, and now I'm going to turn it over to Andrew. Yeah, I wanted to briefly talk about something. I'm starting to get, you know, pretty Star Wars hyped. Oh, yep. Um, comes out in a couple weeks, so started catching up on, like, some of the books and stuff that I'd missed, because, you know, I just want to, I'm in the place where I want to consume everything Star Wars right now. Um, so I want to talk briefly about a book that came out fairly recently called uh, From a Certain Point of View. Which I haven't <clears> even heard of. Yeah. I uh, listened to the audiobook of this, which is absolutely how I recommend, okay. uh, uh, you know, uh, consuming this, okay. you know, media. So um, since we're talking about Star Wars books, which is a totally different, you know, like, universe, kind of our, just a different... Because you got to talk about if you're talking about books, you guys like where is this taking place? Yeah. What? So this book takes place during A New Hope. Okay. Um, and it covers the entirety of A New Hope. Actually, it technically starts at the very end of Rogue One. Okay. Um, and what this book is, um, is uh, it's an anthology of short stories um, told from a certain point of view. Okay. Um, of different, mostly very minor characters. Okay. In A New Hope. Um, uh. Just briefly, the cast list for this audiobook, because a different person, oh, different okay. people will narrate the different okay, stories. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, cast list for uh, this book includes um, uh, Jonathan uh, Jonathan Davis, who uh, you know, reads a lot of the Star Wars okay. audiobooks. Uh, Ashley Eckstein, who's done, who uh, read the Ahsoka Star Wars book because she plays Ahsoka gotcha. um, in yep. uh, you know, uh, Star All Wars the... Rebels and okay. Clone Wars. Um, uh, Janina Gavankar, who reads stuff. Uh, Jamie Lavoy, who's you know one of their people, uh, Saskia Marfield, uh, Carl uh, Carol Monda, uh, Daniel Jose Older, who writes and narrates one of the books, and it's one of my favorites. Okay. Um, Mark Thompson, who is my favorite of all of the Star Wars audiobook readers, I just think he's fantastic at doing audiobooks. So I take um, it you've listened to a lot of Star Wars audiobooks then. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know all these people. Okay. Yeah, uh, but. But uh, it also includes two names that you will know, being uh, John Hamm and Neil Patrick Harris. Ooh, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, John Hamm uh, reads the Boba Fett story that's ah, in okay. there. Is he is he Boba Fett? <laughs> of course, he's Boba Fett. Yay! And the, the story is told uh, like actually like first person perspective. Uh, that would be a great reveal. Yeah, if they took off the Boba Fett and it was John Hamm. Like yeah. if there's ever like a, 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 a uh, like a standalone Boba Fett movie. Please, if you're listening, anyone from Lucasfilm, yeah. cast John Hamm. Yeah. It'll be golden. Um, yeah, so uh, the Boba Fett story takes place, you know, while it's just, you know, Boba Fett watching Han and Jabba talking, like, in the hangar bay or whatever. Because uh-huh. I think he, like, he's, like, in there in the special right. editions or yeah. whatever. They just, you know, cut real quick to Boba Fett. So what's yeah. he thinking when all this is going right. on? Mostly I just want to kill Han. <laughs> <laughs> um, stuff like that. Uh, the first story of this uh, book... Uh, starts literally like with you know the last word of Rogue One. Okay. You, you know, um, hope. Yeah, going into uh, so it like literally bridges uh, Rogue One and A New Hope. Okay. Um, because it's told uh, from Captain Antilles' perspective, is the the captain of the Tantive Four. Okay. Um, and you know the guy that's getting like choked out by Vader at the right. beginning. So like, yeah. what is going through his head between you know the word hope at the uh-huh. end of Rogue One and uh, you know, him, dies. yeah, him dying, <laughs> which probably is a really short time, right? Yeah, so, you know, it's you know a couple hours or right. whatever. So you know, you get to see that uh, the 
there's a story from the point of view of the like the stormtrooper who like stuns Leia. Okay. Um, and it just like sort of goes through the story yeah. like that, um, telling different stories. Um, it does have a story from the undisputed hero of the rebellion, everyone's favorite astromech droid. I'm talking, of course, about R5D4. Yes. Um, who blows up. Right. Um, and that is probably my favorite story in the okay. like, in the <laughs> in the whole book. Is is it just like, told in beeps and boops, and you got to like kind of translate it however. Yeah, I will say the the only part of that story that I don't love um, is that like you know R two D two is there too, so like he right. kind of like has R two D two like talking outside of beeps and boops, okay, which is kind of weird just uh-huh. to, like hear R two D two with a voice, right? But it's being translated by a droid, okay. Like, who so it kind of you know canonically it works. <laughs> um, um, there's a story called uh, Bump. Uh, which is about the stormtrooper who hits his head. Okay, um, yep, yep. And it's written by Ben Acker and Ben Blacker, oh, uh, who we okay. love from Thrilling Adventure Hour. Yep. Um, that sounds know. really good. Now, is this, it's an audio version, but is there like a print version yeah, also? Yeah, there is a print okay. version too. I but just think... Why would lot, you do that, right? I just think so much of the, you know, I, I think the R5-D4 especially... Uh, story is especially better because of Mark Thompson's narration. Uh-huh. Um, you know, John Hamm and Neil Patrick Harris getting to hear them do... Uh, uh, Star Wars audiobooks, especially, yeah. you know, John Hamm. Neil Patrick Harris's story is kind of okay. Okay. Um, it's just like some of the, I think it's like some of the Imperials uh, on the Death Star uh, when, Vic, like, in the meeting with Vader or whatever. Um, gotcha. Okay. But there's some really, like, interesting stories in there. Um, being in, th- in an anthology, there's also some really not interesting stories. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, you know, the price you pay for most anthologies yeah, right. is there's going to be a couple duds left in with the... Uh, with the really great stuff, but right. the great stuff is really, really great. Okay. Um, yeah. So do you download this from like Amazon, like for your Kindle audio? audio yeah, you can download or? from Audible. I assume that we're sponsored by Audio uh, Audible since we're a podcast. <laughs> exactly. I haven't got like I haven't, gotten, letter, I haven't gotten the letter, but yet. I assume that since we are a podcast, we are sponsored by Audible. Yeah, Audible, uh, and you can go to audible.com/slash pumping irony and get like two <laughs> free audio books. Yeah, I'm assuming you can get two free books by going back. Yeah, I'm not trying. We're it. announcing a sponsor before they've given us a dime. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the checks in the mail. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, go to awful.com slash uh, Pumping Irony, click on the microphone, get your two free audiobooks, audio and use one of them as, for, uh, for from a certain point of view. Now, uh, have you, now, have you um, picked up the print version also? I did not. Oh, okay. Because sometimes I like to, like, this sounds kind of weird, but like, sometimes I like to read along with the audio. Yeah. Like, getting both of it at the same time kind so, of enhances. Yeah. It's like a... You know, reading on steroids or something like yeah. that. Yeah, for some stories, I'll go back and forth. Like, if mm-hmm. you know, it's like an ad, the audio, audible for $3 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll listen to it in the car on the way home and then, you know, get in bed and, you know, read a little bit more. I love that about Audible and right. like, the Kindle integration. But, yeah. Uh, for this one, like, I knew, like, I was just going to only want to listen to the audio okay. version. Um, because and how, how is it? I'm assuming it's unabridged then. Yeah, it's about 10 to, no, I think it's like 12 or 15 hours. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, yeah, so it's pretty. It's pretty, pretty good size. Yeah, um, yeah. It, I think it's you know really fun. Um, aside from the you know a couple story duds in there. Uh-huh. Um, now, did you have did you ever read or listen to any of the other like I know back in the back before you know I think they wiped most of those those books away as far as like canon, official yeah. canon. But like I know the legend Star Wars Legends. I yeah, but it. like they um they did one like this was a while ago from like. 
you know, the cantina, like, they, they explored all the different yeah, characters I used to read in those the cantina. And, and there's a good chunk, like, probably, like, a quarter of the stories take place in Mos Eisley, so okay. it really did make me feel like reading the tales from the cantina yeah. stuff. And from back in the day, Bounty Hunters one, I um, think. They yeah. Did like an anthology of a bunch of stories yeah. about Bounty Yeah, I read Hunters. a lot of those. You know, I checked them out from the library as a yeah. kid. Um, I couldn't tell you anything that happens in any of those books. <laughs> no. I, um, but <laughs> some, of them were, some of them were pretty good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was definitely, you know, a lot of tales from Moss Eisley in this one. Okay. You know, figure out how that band got into the thing. <laughs> you, know, what's, yeah. you know, what's the bartender up to? Yeah. Um, but I think there's a story from like you know about you know story about Greedo and stuff like that. Um, so some pretty interesting stuff in there. Um, again, a lot of duds too. But, okay. Um, yeah. But yeah. What I mean, you find out why that stormtrooper hit his head. That's and this book is canon. Okay. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> yay! Yeah, Ben Acker and Ben Blacker got to write why a stormtrooper hit their head. You know, because we're all wondering. Yeah, we're all wondering. Um, it's fantastic. It's a, and. It, and I will say, like, the exclamation even makes sense. Okay. So. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, so that's uh, from a certain point of view. From a certain point of view, which is available in audio and print version, but do yourself a favor, I guess, and pick up the yeah. audio version, because I guess you won't regret it. I'm, I, now it got me intrigued. I gotta, I gotta check it out. Yeah. Because um, I love Star Wars, and I love geeking out about Star Wars, and uh, I guess it's the time. I just got... I just got a couple of the new Star Wars, and and, and, and more of them are coming down the pike. I think there's like a Phasma, uh, Phasma novel. Out. Oh, it is out? Yeah. Okay. Because um, I listened to it. <laughs> oh, okay. And it was it good also? It was pretty good, yeah. Did they get the actress um, playing? No. Oh, that would have been, been a great also. Yeah. Well, a good chunk of it doesn't take place from, like, the story is sort of someone telling Phasma's story. Oh, okay. Um, so, like... Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, I think there's there's definitely a um, an upturn in the I think in the quality because I think that's one thing that um, I mean there were so many Star Wars novels coming out back yeah. back between like you know when all the episodes the prequels were coming out I mean they were just like pumping out these novels yeah, and some of them were good some of them were really really bad yeah there's a lot less really really bad now yeah um, still a lot of very mediocre yeah but. Um, the, but I think that, and that's what, you know, if you call it, like, niche, you know, whatever markets. Like, I mean, Star Trek has, you know, hundreds and hundreds of novels written right. from, from Star Trek, and and um, which I, I, I don't think I've read one single Star Trek novel, yeah. but I, I know they're out there, yeah. and there's tons of them out there. And all the ones now are canon, so... Yeah, yeah, so they kind of wiped it, because some of those, like, some of the stories were, like, you know, really duds, and... And some of them, like, even these plots and these storylines were, like, way drawn out. You're like, man, they could have used <laughs> some editing <Yeah>. here. <laughs> you know, pared down a lot of this <laughs> unnecessary stuff. So, yeah, so there you go. Some new Star Wars novels are coming out, and, um, and, and that was a highlight from a certain point of view. All right, well, we're going to take a short break, and then we're going to come back with our, <laughs> probably our very short dislikes. But that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Made a lipstick flare, stick and flame. Touch a 
Okay, we're back, and we got a few dislikes, um, and they're going to be really short, like I said, so we'll start with Andrew's dislike. Yeah, I just like that Tim did not get a chance to watch Thor this week because he was <laughs> off doing uh, other important stuff. Right. Um, and that means we can't talk about Thor, but Thor is really great. Um, like, really, really great. <laughs> yeah. I've heard a lot. I've heard, like, it, like, was it one of the things, like, it upends the Marvel universe or like that? Yeah, it's super fun. It's... Easily one of the funniest uh, Marvel movies. Well, I'm excited. I watched Star, um, Spider-Man: Homecoming on the on the plane mm. back, um, and so you know, I'm, I'm I'm in the Marvel mood, so I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, I will see it later on today. Yeah, um, and you'll love it. Good, good. Yeah. So we could talk about it. Maybe that's a future like, or hopefully not a dislike, um, for a future episode. All right, my short like is that dislike. My short dislike. I'm sorry. Is that, once again, I'm bummed that you can't get In-N-Out Burgers on the East Coast. Because <laughs> I will reiterate, it is the best $2.60 you'll ever spend on a hamburger that costs $2.60. Yeah. I mean, you can't get a better hamburger for that cheap a price anywhere. I mean, that's I think that's the, uh, the joy of In-N-Out Burger. It's really good food at a really affordable price. Another food-related... Yeah. We're um, also announcing a sponsorship with In-N-Out Burger. Burger. Yes. <laughs> so um, if you go to and we're announcing the first, very first franchise In-N-Out Burger on the East Coast. Yes, yeah, so if you go to In-N-Out slash Bumping Irony and click on the microphone at the top of the screen, you can actually in, get two audiobooks for some reason. Type in locations, and it'll say future, yeah. uh, future location in Maryland. Yeah. We can only hope. Um, yeah. Another food-related <laughs> dislike is, once again, going back to California, is that... Really good Mexican food in California that is totally different here on the East Coast. Yeah. And I really miss good, you know, Southern California Mexican food. It's just like, you know, I mean, Mexican food is very regional. I mean, like, if you go to Dallas, Texas, or anywhere in Texas like that, you're going to get, like, mostly Tex-Mex, which is different. Yeah. Than, or, like, my parents live in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I mean, the, the, the food there is very is very, is very very regional. And, yeah. You know, green, the New Mexican green, green chili. chili heavy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those they're crazy for those things. I mean, it's like almost like a cult, the cult of chili. Um, <laughs> but, you know, so each each region has their, their, their different Mexican food. But I grew up eating Southern California. Mexican food, I think that's when the fish taco first came out there in Southern California. And it's just, it's just different. It's really, really good, and I really, really miss it. And and that's the rub about going going to a place you don't live anymore is that like you you miss a lot of things, but yeah, In and Out Burger is a Southern California institution, and I think their Mexican foods. And so that's my dislike. It's very short, but I can't get that here. And um, you know, all the other stuff that happened this week is like just loss, 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 loss. And you know, it's like even the silly losses, you know, yeah. when you're when you're dealing with other loss, strike a blow also. So. My armor is very uh, chinked now. <laughs> so, yeah, those are our dislikes. That's our short podcast. Um, maybe since it's so short, you can listen to it twice. Yeah. Um, but we're going to come back next time, uh, three strong. Um, and uh, I don't know when that's going to be. But until then, I hope you enjoy this podcast. I hope you enjoy Stranger Things. Hope you enjoy Star Wars. Hope you enjoy good food wherever you're at. Um, and hope you enjoy Thor Ragnarok which I will hopefully enjoy later on today. <laughs> Until then, for Russ, I'm Tim. And I'm Andrew. 
and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Pumping Irony Podcast. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or any other podcast program. You can leave a positive review and a rating for us on iTunes if you like what you hear. You can interact with us on our website at www.pumpingironypodcast.com or on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash pumpingironypodcast. We'd love to hear from you. You can also follow us on Twitter by searching at Pumping Irony Pod.